Rundown with Ramon. In this episode, we talk about how competition makes us better. Lessons from the PGA Tour. Quiet quitting. Is it pausing to rest or is it really just about laziness? In each episode of the Rundown with Ramon, we'll help you live your life better or start or grow your business. Thanks so much for joining us in this episode. By the way, I have two adult children. I've been married almost 30 years. I'm a five-time serial entrepreneur, best-selling author of several books, motivational speaker, and you can get to know me better at RamonRay.com. Let's get started with the Rundown with Ramon. So listen, the PGA Tour, the professional golf tour that you may know of Tiger Woods and other golf luminaries has been around for so many years. It's been kind of a closed club and they have a certain way they do it. But there's a new golf tour that's done, I think it's in Saudi Arabia or somewhere in the Middle East, but that's neither here nor there. The point I'm bringing, there's a new competitor to the PGA golf tour and this is causing the existing PGA tour some angst and so the lesson learned from this is as small business owners you're doing what you're doing but you should always be aware of who could do what you're doing just a little bit different so in the case you have the PGA tour this new tour I believe again it's in Saudi Arabia and guess what's happening they're poaching some of the golfers from the PGA tour and saying hey come on and play with us the PGA Tour is not liking that, and this is forcing them to do new things. This is forcing them to innovate. Same thing happened with the taxi cab companies. Taxi cab companies are going along fine. There was no app, minimal type of service, especially with local ca- taxi companies. And then Uber came in. Now everybody has an app. Everybody wants to do better c- customer service. Everybody wants to have their cars cleaner. Guess what? It's a bit too late because the Uber cat is out of the bag. This was interesting, how Serena Williams makes her money. I thought this could be lessons for every business owner. Congratulations to Serena Williams as she uh, goes out on a high note, uh, having many, many years of having great uh, tennis uh, playing. But here's the rub. I thought it was very interesting that the winnings Serena Williams makes from tennis is only a small portion of her total revenue stream, which comes from sponsorships, investor deals, uh, uh, influencer marketing, and more. What does this mean for us in our businesses? Having one revenue stream, yeah, we have that. But what else can you do to leverage what you're doing to drive more revenue streams? If you're a consultant, do you have online courses? If you have online courses, can you package them into a book? If you package them in a book, can you package that into an online or an event speaking tour? If you have your event speaking tour, can you package that into media and publicity? Serena Williams is this multi-million dollar deal maker, but what about you? We can probably consider how we can have multiple streams of revenue as well. Everyone's a landlord, maybe. There's an interesting new startup, which is a new website called Roofstock. And I thought this was interesting. Uh, As some people are looking to expand wealth beyond just having a nine to five job, saving your money, living off retirement, you can invest in the stock market or mutual funds, things like that. That's one way to build wealth and have your money expand faster or get into real estate. Now, real estate, many people do it, but it can be a little confusing. It can be tough. And maybe in your area, it's tough to get the deals you want. This new uh, website or startup called Roof Stock enables you to buy or invest in property even if you don't live by. So for example, there's an example here that says they can buy a three bedroom home outside of Jackson, uh, Jackson, the city of Jackson for 265,000. But this person now lives in New York City. So I thought that was very interesting. How it's amazing how these companies are coming up, these platforms are coming up that are enabling new buyers to do new things in new ways in new markets. I don't know. Check it out. It's called Roofstock, Roofstock rather, a new real estate investing website. Quiet quitting. This term has been very popular over the last several months. And me and the panel talk about this at length, this phenomenon of quiet quitting. And here it is. Is quiet quitting really for millennials or even anybody else slowing down and just saying, you know what? I'm not going to work this hard. I'm not going to slave this hard. I'm not going to be on call 24-7 and still be paid the same. It's not going to happen. Is that what it is? People reclaiming their their life back? 
Or is it really people being lazy and people not wanting to work as hard as they should? I don't know, but we talk about this on the rundown with Ramon and the panel, so you definitely want to check this out when we talk about quiet quitting. Email marketing is so important for many, many businesses, and in particular, small businesses. I love the power of email marketing and how it can help you to reach out and touch a customer directly in their inbox. Yes, there's spam, and yes, it's filtered, but email marketing still can have a high rate, can have a high success rate if you do your email marketing right. Now, a few things you may want to consider. One, market segmentation. Number two, make your email personable. Number three, play with the subject lines. Have subject lines that'll cause people to want to open your email. What about the benefits, not the features? Name the benefits of your product or service. Also, be concise, short, and to the point. Include a call to action. As people open your email, what do you want them to do? And then don't forget the test. Maybe some of your people you want to have one subject line, another group of people you want to have another subject line or image or image or copy. That's called A-B testing. So definitely check that out. Many small business owners, especially startups, are looking to investors to help them grow their business. But here's the cautionary note that I read in an article from the US Chamber. One, understand, do you really need an investor? Do you need an investor? Do you need investor's capital? And if you do, do you really want a partner? Because that's exactly what an investor is. They're a partner in your business. Or maybe you don't want an investor's money. Maybe what you really want indeed is a true partner who can partner with you to grow the business. So think of which really one you want. Do you have a defined business plan and goal with how you're going to grow the business? Can you network? Networking is a really important part of growing any business, and especially if you're looking to get investors, make sure you network so you're getting the right investor for your business. And lastly, again, US Chamber talks about, does your service or product have a clear, unique value to the market? Last but not least, there's an interesting article we wrote on zoneofgenius.com by Scott Simons, and he talked about relationships versus transactions. Relationships are great because you build the relationship, you invest into the relationship, and it's not just saying it's transactional. Here's my money, give me a product or service. Sometimes we have to roll that way, but the better relationship is to have a true relationship with your customer or with others in your life. Beyond the transaction, you can definitely check that article out, zoneofgenius.com slash relationships dash transactions. Now for my favorite part of the rundown with Ramon, our panel, and again, thank you for being here with me today. Don't forget to hit me up on Instagram, Ramon Ray Smart Hustle. You can direct message me or go to RamonRay.com. But now for the favorite part of the rundown with Ramon, our expert panel happens right now. Everyone, so welcome back to The Rundown with Ramon. Thanks again for watching. Appreciate you being here with us because if you weren't here, frankly, there'd be no show. I'd be talking to myself as I do 99% of the time in my world anyhow in this little office. But thank you for watching again The Rundown with Ramon as we dive into it. I'm joined by some of my favorite people in the planet. That'd be Larissa, Larissa, at least on my level, right there somewhere. Lolita, who's over there, but I'm probably like pointing in the totally wrong direction. And Robert, who's like catty corner down there. Good to have y'all here again. Lolita, how are things in your world? How's your family? How are your studies? I know you're going for your doctorate. How's life? How are things in the world of Lolita E. Walker? You know, I could complain, but why? Nobody is here to hear it at all. So we just show all the way up. I'm doing amazing. My 10-year-old son is now in fifth grade cannot believe it almost as tall as me i'm telling you about it in this year he's right there so super shout out to walker i love you love it lily to robert kennedy how are things in your world robert kennedy three how you doing brother i like that shirt and jacket and everything looking very fly and snazzy ah, i'm doing well man i'm fantastic i have no complaints life is good it's a uh, busy season the fall is is super busy and my schedule is going crazy, but that's, you know, uh, like they say, first world problems. I could have other things to uh, bother me. And I, yeah, my life is great, man. Good. No, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Good, I'm glad Fantastic. you're here. And I'm feeling the same as you, Robert. My schedule, it was kind of empty-ish, like 
uh, February, Marchish, but something happened in the whole world. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's the rundown with Ramon where I That's literally it. have back to back. I'll be flying like, you know, those those big time speakers you fly in on Monday and leave on Monday night. I'm like, oh, wow. People paying for it, too. Yeah. So, uh, Larissa, how are things in your role? What's going on? Yeah, life is good. I am super excited. I think like most of y'all, some big things happening over the next couple of months. Yeah. And this weekend, I'm actually like taking off the whole the whole weekend after this today. I'm done for the day and going out of town till Monday night and then getting ready for September and all the amazing things that are coming up. Good for you. We should just call this the Friends Catch-Up Show, and we should just forget the rundown with Ramon. But yeah. Larissa, to your point, I'm doing the same thing. I don't know exactly what you're doing. Robert's like, maybe. But I'm going to go right after this in an hour or two as we're uh, sharing this with the rundown with Ramon audience to uh, three hours west of where I am with two other couples running a big Airbnb and just having a, a time of doing nothing. Just nothing but eating and doing nothing. And then nothing. And then nothing. So <laughs> Those are the best. The weekends of nothingness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's dive right into it. Robert Kennedy, I'm going to turn first to you, man. I don't golf. I think some of you on here may. I'd love to hear if you do, but PGA Tour, look at that perfect stance. PGA Tour, the uber famous, well-known golfing syndicate company, whatever it is, championship, Tiger Woods, I think elevated it. You know, it's been around for a long, long, long time, uh, centuries, years, Robert. And uh, interesting, I believe there's a Middle Eastern, I'll call it that company. I think it's called uh L1V, or I guess that would be L4, something like that. Golf, you can unpack this better than I can. Point is, they have a competition rubber. So they invited a lot of the golfers who we know, Nicholson, all these people, and said, come on over and play with us. There is a bit of a rift between the PGA Tour and the new golf tournament. But the point I'm bringing here, Robert, is one, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But the lesson for the rundown with remote audience, it's amazing how competition can come up just like that. So now, kind of like Robert, the taxi cabs did when Uber launched, now the taxi cab company have, have apps and all that. The PGA is like, we need to reinvent because we have competition. So Robert, and I breathe. All that I just said, Robert, what do you think about all that? You know, I, I honestly don't understand everything that's happening with it. I mean, I know that we've had the PGA, this, this, this company or this organization that's been the main uh, company for a long time. And I know that LIV, while they are Saudi-backed, uh, the people that run it are American, like Greg Norman, who is a famous older golfer yes. as well, is is the major guy that's that's running and recruiting people. So um, I, I don't know and understand what all the hubbub is about, except to say that sometimes when something has is historic or legacy and it feels like the only game in town here comes this this upstart new whippersnapper and right. people are like what do you mean you're trying to take our territory and <laughs> and so you know i'm like listen competition is is good disruption is is amazing for industries and so let's see what happens let's let let the fight begin come on LIV and PGA, let's roll. Let's get, let's but, but you're away. saying that Robert's sitting here, if you were a multi-billion dollar agency and Lolita was was poaching your people, she was like, Larissa and Ramon, I know y'all speak with Robert, but come on over to me. Robert, I'm sure there'd be some lawsuits in federal court and you'd be having headlines saying, no, you can't take Ramon, Larissa and Lolita. Of course. Would you not, Robert? Of course there would be. But okay. the other side of that is like, listen, step your game up. People wouldn't want to yes. leave if there's something that that is that is pulling people the other way right. so investigate that uh be be self-aware as well so if we talk about this from a personal level what is it that i am doing or what is it that i have not done or maybe what have i taken for granted that i need to reevaluate now and step my game up yeah lolita or larissa whoever wants to wave first or something what do you think robert said step up your game. I love that. Lolita, I'll, if I may, I'll turn to you first. What do you what do you think about the issue if you wish to address that? But I think Robert put a good bow on this. Step your game up. Competition is going to come. What do you say, Lolita? Competition is going to come. And here's the thing. When when you when you've been doing this thing by yourself and you don't see competition or the little mom and pop shops like some of our small businesses are and that come into town and you're like, ah, eh, they ain't got it. But when somebody comes in town and really gives you a run for your money.
money, all that complacency. Like when's the last time you looked at your processes and procedures? When the last time that you checked in with your employees? When's the last time you, you took a look at reward and recognition? It's all of those things that we forget to do when we're having an ongoing business that when somebody else comes in, it shakes you a little bit differently because now everything looks amazing. Like, huh, that's what they're doing for their people right now? So yes, there's going to be some interest. So now they got to get in the water and get back into it and try to figure out what is it that we're going to do to reshape the lens of how we look at, at this PGA thing. Yeah, I love it. And I think Lolita is interesting what you said. I think the Bible may, may say something like that or, or, or somebody says it, um, but meaning, you know, we all think we're amazing and we all are amazing until somebody else shows up kind of like the mirror or something like that. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say, Lolita, that Absolutely. when you're with your own, you think one thing, go ahead, Lolita. Huh? Yeah. No, that's it. Absolutely. And hands down. I love to hear Larissa. Go ahead and jump in. Ahead, you know, I can talk forever on it. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree with both of you. What you were saying, um, Robert and Lolita, around the complacency and stepping your game up, right? Not being afraid of competition or other people showing up. It's like, hey, this is an opportunity for, as you said, Lolita, to check your own stuff and say, where can I improve? Where can I get better? And if we have this abundant mindset, right? There's enough for all of us. It's not about that competition. Like you can help me get better. We can all be better together and there's enough for all of us. I think that's true. And I like that you said that the abundant mindset, sometimes I have to remember that myself. I mean, y'all know, I'd like to think I'm a pretty nice guy, but, but I think you're right. There's there, the world is so big. And I think that it's up to us to step up our game and step up what we're doing. Anybody else have anything to add on that point before we move to other juicy topics? Yeah, Please. I'm going to jump in because, you know, sometimes here's the thing is that we forget that other people, like we're at the table and we can do it a little bit better. So let's just show up and show out, right? All the time that we are spending on complaining about this and how dare they do this. What if you leverage that energy to actually step it up a little bit more? What if those three hours inside of that last meeting, instead of us saying, I can't believe that da, 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 da. actually we were brainstorming so that we could solution, so we could grab some solutions. Imagine it. And now take that and apply it to our own businesses and how we live life. Look at how much more productive and happy we could be, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Love it, love it, love it. And I think that Lolita, to your point, I think this is even why sometimes smaller businesses, you can't speak for all, but taking one slice in this conversation, go out of business. You know, your grandfather started it, so you're doing it the same way they did it. Then the other person comes in the same way they did it, and you get complacent, and you realize the market just took off. I mean, Kodak, that's a billion-dollar example, and I hate to keep, you know, slaying a dead horse, but metaphorically or really, you know, they they had the market cornered, didn't innovate, didn't change, whatever the details going on. That's, that's a, I'm sure there's a ton of books about that. And Kodak, the leader in photography, is not the leader in photos on our phones. It's, it's a whole other company that wasn't even around. So Blockbuster. Yeah. there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Love this. Uh, to that point, talking about competition, I thought that was interesting as we're doing this show again, everybody, thanks for joining the rundown with Ramon, Serena Williams by any stretch of the imagination, Larissa, Larissa uh, a beloved tennis player. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where it lands as we're talking about this, but no matter how the current game she's in, as we're talking about this, she's at the top of her game. And um, I thought it was interesting. I saw a little meme, how she makes her money. So Larissa, I think what I wanted to touch on is just to talk to the rundown with remote audience. Maybe all of us, we can have a conversation that small business owners, I don't think we have to have, or maybe we shouldn't have, shouldn't some strong word, one line of revenue. And again, Serena Williams is billion dollar brand. She has sports, she has sponsorship, she has her deals, she has her game revenue, which is the smallest part of it, her game revenue. But let's talk a bit, Larissa, just about multiple revenue streams, how we can be a coach and maybe have a course. Have a course, have that translated internationally. Talk to us about things like that, Larissa, or maybe even things you're going through in your own business, which may uh, uh, help the conversation. Yeah, thanks, Ramon. Um, so what comes to mind for me is how a lot of coaches and a lot of experts in the space say, when you're building your business, only focus on the one thing, right? So you're not distracted. So you can get really good at the one thing. And, I, you know, for Serena is playing tennis, right? She got really good at playing tennis and then was able to expand into all of those other things. So yes, for me at this point in my life, I want to also be a billion dollar brand and have all of these other streams of income. And I think it's finding that place where you say, okay, it's been enough now for this thing. And it's okay for me to expand and look into other ways that I can show up and, uh, you know, make an impact in the world. 
without getting stuck in just doing the one thing, because a lot of times we're like, we just have to be better. We have to do more and it never feels like enough. And then you end up not being able to expand into who you're really meant to be. No, for sure. Larissa, I have to ask you a question. It's a personal question. It may be too private, but I'm going to try to go for it here, Larissa. When you become the billion dollar brand and you're like with the Queen of England, you flying around, you with, you know, the, the football, the athletes, the stars, would you craft like 58 minutes still and do the rundown with Ramon? Just like you can even do it from the jet. I'm fine with that. But would you, you don't have to make a legal agreement. This is not a legal promise because you're talking to a thousand people, Larissa. But will you still just make a little bit of time for the rundown with Ramon and hang out with Robert and Lor uh, Lolita? Yeah. Myself? I will allot you 58 minutes a week. And that's it. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? I love it. I love yeah. it. Can, can, can well, you say that again? I'm, I'm hitting the record button right now. So can... You uh, want to duplicate it on your side, right, Robert? He's like, you know what? Let me, let me record this again. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Be careful. Larissa's going to be, we're going to read her in the you know New York Times, Forbes. They have these lists. We're going to be able to wake up one morning. Oh, my God. You know what? Y'all are going to be right there with me, though, Ramon. It's fine. We're, we're all going to be hanging out with that Oprah. That is true. Right? That, is like, true. That, that is true. Or as I told Lolita, Oprah will be asking Lolita, because I know what Lolita wants, to be in her garden. Yes. yes, she will be in my garden having this conversation, coaching cocktails and conversations Come with on. Lolita E. Walker. I could already feel it. Can't you? I, I know it's happening. Oh, I can feel it. Lolita, talk to us, though, about multiple revenue streams. You're a small business owner as well, as many of the Rundown with Ramon audience are. What resonates with you when you hear about, even though Serena Williams is way off the chart in a good way, you know her, how she is, but this aspect of multiple revenue streams and, and or versus, as Larissa said, focus on one thing. What what rings with you? Uh, you know, I am, especially as a small business owner, a fan of multiple streams of income. And the reason is because money flows differently than it does when you are in corporate, hands down and absolutely. Also, we have this creativity that comes along with entrepreneurship. So let me just give you a small example. My second book, right? I was just talking to Ramon about this the other day is that I have my second book, Can We Talk? And out of that, somebody else, it wasn't even me, somebody read it and they had this amazing epiphany. And then they said, this needs to be in schools. Mm -hmm. And so they're working with me, we're doing assessments. I never would have thought of that on my own. So there's another stream of income. And then we're gonna have these individual 22 books. And then there's another stream. There's gonna be a uh, garb, I say garb, but you know, um, paraphernalia, mm. all of these things. And I think that the beauty of the, the multiple revenues, especially let's take it back from a small business, but even in your own space, think expansively, surround yourself with different people who then can say, this is what I felt in it, enroll with it. I love it. But with Serena, what she's doing, I love because people are coming to her for fashion sense. Why not be in fashion? People are coming to her for things. Why not then have a brand piece for that? So I say, go in what's going to grow right now because you never know where it's going to get end up. Yes. Yes. I'm a fan. I love it. And Lolita, tell? <laughs> I can tell Lolita. And as you can imagine with Serena Lolita is that she has a team. So let's face it. I, I, I don't know Damon John personally, but knowing a bit of his process, Damon John, you know, Shark Tank, Serena yes. Williams, you know, but my point is that at that level, they have teams of people. So Serena, yeah. I'm sure she's looking at it quickly in the plane, you know, like Larissa will do glancing at it. Okay. I love the design, love what's going on. And then her team is executing, building it out. She's yes. not necessarily going to the factory, sewing some clothing, stitching it together and mailing it to Robert or Lolita. It's not happening like that. So I think building a team enables us once you focus on the one thing, as Larissa hinted, you know, with Serena, she got very good at that sport. Now she has the time to do that. Uh, Robert, what comes to you when you think of multiplicity revenue streams, Serena Williams, what comes to you, brother? So I've got three things that come to mind with regard to Serena specifically. Number one, there's expertise and there's audience. I'm going back to what Larissa's comment, comment was earlier, where you have coaches that saying focus on one thing. Yes, focus on being fantastic, amazing, great on one thing. But Serena also had the advantage of doing her one thing in front of a lot of eyeballs. Mm -hmm. So mm. when we're thinking about that from a small business owner perspective, Sometimes you go heads down and you're like, oh, I got to be good. I got to be good. I got to be great. I got to be fantastic at this one thing. If you're doing that and you're kind of in the in the dungeon or in the lab and there are no eyeballs, then your ramp up or your ladder to success is that much longer because you need people and eyeballs and visibility in order for that, you know, for, for money to really begin flowing in that direction. So those are the two things that I think um, the third thing that I think. So I've got expertise audience. My third thing is energy. Right. Um, so when we think about money, there's making money and there's money making. Mm. 
Mm. Making money is you kind of, okay, these are the things that I need to do. I need to be involved. I need to uh, hustle. I need to do this. And your hand needs to be on it. Then the money making is your money working for you. So as far as streams of income, yes, have multiple, but don't have multiple where you have to do the work for all of them. Is there something inside of that multiple where the money can make for you, where it can do the work, it can multiply. All you got to do is like, you know, be like a little ship and you put it on the water and you push it and then it just keeps going. You know, one of the things, I love that Robert, because Dominique Murphy, who is a media maven, Mm -hmm. Dominique Murphy always says, visibility plus credibility equals Mm. profitability. And that's exactly what you just said. The visibility, right? Plus the credibility of showing up and making sure that your results are matching all of that equals the profitability. Just like you said, the money will come. But those two things right there, hashtag amazing. Exactly what you just said. I love it. Absolutely. No, this is powerful. And I think that, uh, as you know, Robert, Larissa and, and Lolita and myself, we are in a similar circle in this Breakfast of Champions social audio app and clubhouse. Frequently, we hear each other's voice. And I must say, uh, I, I probably Lolita or Larissa have a side deal. They're probably paid 10000 a month to do it. And people pretend they're not paid. That's my guess. But that's a topic for another day. We'll get to that another day. But I'm just having some fun here. But we, we're not paid directly to do it. But to your point, I think, Robert, it's kind of what you're saying. We're on there. We have shows on there. Yes, we're impacting lives. But let's face it, to some degree or not, we'll figure it out. We're building brands. We're building audiences. I know for sure my IG, my Instagram, it has built up because of that. Directly, I can track it. I can see the tracking links. So figuring out what to do with it and how to monetize it better, sure, we can do that. But that's why I think we do things like that so-called free directly. There's no payment. There's something there, building it and all that. So I see Larissa, you nodding. Lolita, anything you want to add on that? Just the aspect, Robert, to repeat what he said, uh, you know, visibility, but, you know, doing your craft in front of people, that's a powerful way to do it. Larissa, anything that you wanted to add or Lolita? Yeah, I was coming back to um, what, I don't know if Glenn made it up, but I remember hearing Glenn Lundy say like best known beats best. And so, you know, as Robert was talking about the, you know, being amazing and also be visible. And exactly what you're saying around showing up. Yes, I love what we do on Clubhouse, but it is also the visibility piece. I love the work that I do and I want to make an impact in the world and support people. And that allows me to get in front of new people that I can serve and support. So yes, best to know and beats best, but also you should be amazing at what you do. Lolita, anything you want to add on that point? And then taking it offline. You know, that's the beauty of what it is that you do so well, Ramon. Like we have taken this relationship offline. And the beauty of that is not only do you hear it, but now you see it. And now it's increasing audiences. And so it's a ripple effect of every single thing. Again, it comes back to, do you know your strengths? Are you showing up in them? Are you willing to consistently show up in them? It's a ladder to this thing. And then are you willing to go the extra mile for that increased visibility? Because it's credibility that we're standing on. Each of us have brands and we're standing on that because it means so much and we're consistently showing up. So when you do that, then it does equal profitability. It, it, it's, it has to. It's this ladder. And all of us are talking about this example of how you do it. So for the business leaders that are just getting into business right now, know that keep on doing what you're doing. There's going to be days where you don't even feel like getting on a ladder. The 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 rough, Do you think Serena always felt like getting up? No. Watch her story, right? Watch her story and watch your story grow. You're the narrator of that thing. So that's it, Ramon. I love it. <laughs> and, and those who haven't seen the Serena Williams movie, anybody know offhand that remember the name King? something uh it was excellent i don't don't by will smith Um, it was great if you haven't seen it definitely watch it but i will say this time i get to roll with the most amazing humans in this planet larissa harrington who helps companies help their people get better and works with high performance leaders and helps them get better lolita e walker amazing amazing human you can hear that poetic voice and works with female founders and other purpose-driven leaders she has retreats and all kind of things so you definitely want to know about Lolita Walker and, of course, um, Robert Kennedy, third as well, master of communication, business growth and more. But I may have said some things wrong. But real quick, Larissa, please let me turn to you. Please tell us the best way people can reach you and feel free in your own words uh, to restate uh, who you're looking to serve as we go on with the rundown with Ramon. Larissa, the mic's yours. Uh, thank you, Ramon. And I love what you said about what I do. But yes, I work with purpose-driven organizations and individuals to help them 
and, you know, help the best be better. Right. And I use mindfulness and emotional intelligence and uh, really work on like burnout recovery and prevention so that people can continue making a positive impact without burning out. Yeah. Right. So uh, you can find me on uh, all the platforms and my website is strong by nature wellness. Love it. And you're right about that. I think sometimes we focus so much on driving, driving, driving and the hustle. Hey, I'm a guy who smart hustle, but I did put the word smart before it. So we're in simpatico, but that's a real thing. And I think people need often someone they can talk to outside of the walls of their business or within, but an outsider, as it were, to help them do that. So Larissa, thanks for being here. Lita, talk to us about who you serve and the best way you want people to reach you, please. Yes, when you are ready to increase your clarity, your confidence, your commitment, then I am that person that you call. I work with power women. Some of you all are watching right now and some um, pretty powerful organizations in order to help shift you to action, right? We got to get out of the complacency of where we are and shift to a really renewed action. And I am here to do that. You can reach me at lolitawalker.com. That's first name, last name.com. And you can see all the juiciness of what it is that I'm doing from books to podcasts to speaking to coaching to all of the things so that we can stay tuned it indeed. Thanks, it, and if you're cooking you should have lolita's like podcast or her voice just in the background you can like yes. stir with her, the e the a the this you can just you know you can... <laughs> robert kennedy talk to us man about who you yes, serve sir. who you want to connect with and where we can find you at Love it. Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me, the place to be, like old school rap. Yeah, anyway, uh, if you are a business owner, you're trying to attract your ideal audience, you're trying to generate more income, I work with small business owners, real estate agents, real estate brokers, and I help them create messages that move people on stage and on video. So let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Connect with me at RK3. That's me. I oh. love it. Thank you all for being here indeed. I want to touch on this aspect of quiet quitting. I may go back to a few things in a minute here about landlords and more, but I want to touch on this with uh, Larissa to have you touch on this. And I, I always, Robert and Lolita, try to get Larissa into a fight or have her argue with me or something. She just doesn't do it. She's like, Cremon, well, you know, that works for you. I'm like, oh my God, I just want to fight. And she's, and she's a, I'm sure she can't fight if she chooses, but but Larissa, uh, there's an article here talking about this phenomenon. phenomenon I always have trouble with these words, but this quiet quitting. And again, in full disclosure, all these buzzwords, they're only buzzwords if the media decides to highlight it enough, few major networks, you know, few publications, and we talk about our trends. So I think it's worth talking about as I understand it, but feel free, anybody can restate the question. This aspect of quiet quitting is that people kind of, as I heard on the radio yesterday, at least just doing enough just doing enough and then maybe leaving the job and going home. You know, they come in at 901, leave at 459. That, that's how I'm reading it, at least things like this. But my question or the thought, Larissa, just to talk about, is this an aspect of people, um, you know, saying, you know what, I need a break. I can't do this drive, 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 hustle, grind, grind, grind. No, nope, boss, sorry, fire me if you want. I'm not answering the phone after six. I'll give you an hour grace, but after that, I'm not. Or is it the millennial thing or whatever thing, Larissa, where, nah, I just want to, you know, play the guitar in a, in a river all day. And I want to be a, paid a million a year. So I'll set the stage like that, but feel free to reset the stage, Larissa, if you wish. It's my choice, <laughs> Larissa. Thanks, Ramon. Yeah, that was actually the first time that I heard about that term. But for me, what comes to mind is it's all about communication and boundaries. And so if you're clear when you first get your job and say, hey, this is the time that I will be at work. Is this okay with you? And if there's work that needs to be done after five o'clock, is it okay that it gets done the next day? Because these are my boundaries and you're communicating that to your leadership team. That's very different than them telling you to do things. You say, okay. And then saying, mm, never mind. I'm going to go play in my band right now. Right? Like I am all about fun and all yep. about rest and all about, you know, harmony among all of the things in your life, but it still comes back to communicating that to the people that you work with and the people that you work for and not just, uh, I don't know, being a little bit lazy mm -hmm. and not doing what you're being paid to do. That's yeah, my thought. No, I love it, Larissa. And I want to ask a follow-up. I personally think, but again, sometimes I have to be, uh, uh, you know, I have to be um, nudged or I, I, I wordsmithed by friends of mine who can say, Ramon, think about this again, but let me just go out and say it. I, I just think, Larissa, that there is a a hardness, a, a some sort of hustle for the very small businesses, especially when we're starting out for the first few years. That's what I find, not to an intensity. We don't want to break up your family. We don't want you to have bad health. So not going there. But I just think in general, I've not seen anyone that can have a, generally speaking, just come in at nine, just leave at five, tell your clients, nope, after three, 
we're going fishing. I don't think most companies can operate that way. So I think most people have to have some level of grinding for some season to build a successful business. That's my thought. Any feedback or, or pushback or agreement on that thing where I'm going, Larissa, and then I'd love to hear from Lolita and Robert. Yeah, I think, yes, you're right that that is very common, but I don't necessarily agree that it is necessary, right? I think a lot of times people go into that stage of life saying it is all about the hustle and grind. Uh, but there's been plenty of research that shows when you are pushing too hard, you're not as efficient, you're not as productive, you make mistakes that you could have easily avoided if you would have just like taken a five minute break to go outside and walk or eat, eat your food, yeah. right? Like those types of things. So I think it's a fine line between, you know, that hustle and grind of saying, I'm going to be really focused and determined in, you know, in building my business versus what I think for a lot of organizations and what I see is people are kind of effing around a lot, right? Like they're not really working eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or whatever it is. It's like the distraction versus the intentional rest, the intentional fun. And so for me, that's what's important. And I will be very honest with you. Like I don't have a, I work seven days a week most times. And I take a lot of time off intentionally to go to the gym, to go to walk, to cook food for my family, to do those things. So it's not saying that you shouldn't work hard. I think it's about being intentional with what you're doing and not wasting time and not getting distracted by things that don't really matter. That's true. Yeah. The uh, only work I've seen you do, Larissa, in fact, is by a beach or a pond or riding a <laughs> horse or jumping on a trampoline. I mean, that that's it to on the way to a billion. So I'm all for that. <laughs> and you see it because it's me being visible and content creation, yes. right? So that's sometimes my work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Robert Kennedy, yeah. talk to us, man. What did you, how do you want to pack this? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a little triggered sometimes because it seems like when the middle class, and I'll call it that, sure. arrive at a certain place, it's, it becomes news, right? And here's where I'm going with this. Um, you know, people are are now saying, wait a minute, number one, you don't pay me a certain amount, and then I'm gonna make a different choice and it becomes news. I'll, I used I used to be a teacher for 10 years. And so now they're just saying, oh my God, we got this teacher shortage. Teachers are leaving the industry. Oh my God, they don't pay them anything, right? And so it's the same thing in some of the, in some corporations, people are not saying, wait a minute, here's what my pay is. Here's what you kind of assigned to me as, as a value. And now you're saying, I need to do all these things. Wait a minute, nope, I need to have boundaries. I watched this thing with Steve Harvey the other day and Steve Harvey was talking about how he met Robert Smith. Robert Smith, the dude who gave scholarships to every everybody at, at Morehouse, right? Mm -hmm, Paid yeah. off their student loans. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, Robert Smith had this thing, he was having a conversation with him and the person told him, you only get five minutes with Robert Smith. At the end of five minutes, Robert Smith does this he puts up if he puts up his finger that means you get a little bit more time and the, the assistant stays right so robert smith has these boundaries right he's got these things i'm only putting a certain amount of time or assigning a certain amount of time to people when people who don't have the same means as robert smith when middle class people decide wait a minute my time is valuable as well i'm assigning a different worth to my time now it becomes news all of a sudden right so yeah, uh, you know, middle-class kind of pays for that. And yeah, go with the quiet quitting. I love your perspective, Robert. I love it. That's that's an interesting perspective. I love that. And thank you, Larissa, of course, what you share. Lolita, what do you, where do you weigh in on this entire quiet <laughs> quitting thought? You know, I think we could have a whole show about quietly quitting and all the aspects in it. Because, you know, this is a phenomenon that my understanding is that it really started on TikTok. So that says a lot too, is where are our young people getting their information and their trends, right? What is setting the pace for what is acceptable in society and how the norms are now gonna be shifted? It was said, it was done, now it's a thing, now it's happening. That is how, that's how information flows, that's how things get started. So that's one thing we could, I, we could dissect, but I'm not gonna go there today. Instead, I wanna talk about this notion of quietly quitting is doing the bare minimum. Hmm. And in our generation, in my generation, it's always been that, wait a minute, Lolita, you are allergic to average. You will not do the bare minimum of anything because for you to be seen, heard and acknowledged and rewarded and recognized as a black woman who shows up, you will go over and beyond. So that has been instilled in me since I was young. And quite frankly, as I was thinking about it, 
My son every day says in his affirmation, I am allergic to average. And that, yeah, yes. And, and what is average? Is that mediocrity? Because yes, I would say you're allergic to mediocrity, but mediocrity, I believe is what this is, is, is feeling like, right? And so I think it really is us redefining our language. Like what does mediocrity mean? Somebody could really on the other side of things say, I am going to look at my job description and I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to do exactly that and give nothing more, nothing less. But what we know is that sometimes we need to flow. What we know is that when, when we're showing up, like the reason I'm here with Ramon Ray, the reason I'm here is because I know that he's going to show up over and beyond. And so I don't want mediocrity. If I have to outline it and if it's not in that checklist because you, and then you're not doing it, uh, I might missed it on a checklist. It's about, I think it takes out the personality of, of what, what we need. We have to flow. So for me, I know I'm on a, on a, on an edge right here. I believe in boundaries. Yes, I do. I, rem, I believe in owning your yes and respecting the boundaries of no, but if you're going to tell me that every single day you have got, when your clock goes off, you're packing it up, no matter where it is you are, then I have a, I have kind of an issue with that. <laughs> I love it. Larissa, yeah. thank you, Lisa. Larissa, I'd love for you to help help me, help us put a bow on this. And we can keep this conversation going, but let me explain what I'm hearing so far, Larissa, then I'd love for you to, since I started with you, to put a bow or however you want to word that. But I think what I'm hearing is that we don't want polar opposites. That's what I'm hearing. We definitely don't want people who are saying, I'm not going to work. I think any agreeable person doesn't want that. And I think the other thing I'm hearing is that we do want to be cautious that people need boundaries. Yes, I've heard that word many times, Robert, you said it. So I think that's what I'm hearing, that boundaries are okay. I think three, what I'm hearing is the aspect of communication. Um, and then one thing I'll say, and then Larissa, I'd love to get your thoughts on all this is to the point of average. And again, it goes back to how you define it. So who am I? As I, I want to be like, nobody should be average, but you know what? As I've learned from many of you here and one other interview I had yesterday, I was pushing her to say something, another person. She was like, no, Ramon, I disagree with you. I can't. Oh, my podcast. She would disagree with me. So, um, but I learned from her that she's right. So my point being is I was with the family members a few days ago and, and, and my wife, and she was saying, Ramon, some people just want to be average and enjoy life. And I got angry. I, I, I said, no, I don't want to. And everybody at the table was like, but you know, they knew it was being Ramon. So my point being, you know, I think I'm gonna put a pause right there. Larissa, all that. And I just brought so much confusion to the conversation. What do you say, Larissa? Help us understand that. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> oh, I just love you, Ramon. Oh, wait, I'm gonna argue you. with you. You're wrong and I'm mad. No, um, right. So what I'm, for me, what comes up is as Robert was talking about, you know, certain jobs like teachers and what's expected and how much people are being paid and that many people have one job and it's not enough for them and they have to, have multiple jobs to be able to pay their bills. Yeah. And so on one hand, I can see where you might have a job where you really do have those boundaries and maybe you're just doing enough to get by because that's all that you can manage. And you really say at five o'clock, I have to go because I have, I'm a single mom or I have to go do this other job or something else happening in your life. And at the same time, I understand for me, I don't want to be average either. But I think that we have to take that step back and look at the full picture to understand that not everybody is at the same place in their life at any given moment. And there were many times in my life previously where it really was just the bare minimum because that's all that I was able to do at whatever the thing was. And for me, it's what is enough and are you focusing on the right things? Are you prioritizing the right things? And honestly, there are some people that might have jobs where that's not their priority. They're there because they have to pay their bills. And if you're communicating that and saying, hey, this, you know, I'm, I'm going to work till five and I'm going to get this work done. And then that's it for me. I still go back to what I said from the beginning, communication and having those boundaries. Yeah, communication that. is so I, key. It, it really is. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Communication is so key. It really is. I remember living in Germany and I remember the culture literally being you're out of there because the value is that you have family time and everybody, I was working late, right? Because I came from the States and I had stuff I had to do. It just was a norm. And I was pushing through in order to finish, but the office would clear out. Mm. And also, I also remember different cultures where outside is valued. You would see people sitting outside and enjoying nature. And then there's tree doctors, like really tree doctors who come out and it just is amazing. And just the quality of life, what is important in life is very different. So I think 
like it's time to change the climate. It's trying, it's time to change the culture, but it is in a communication. So as we do more of uh, wellness, I mean, I'm told I'm talking total wellness and we listen more to our people. If these are the trends that's coming, it's time for us to just like we said in the first topic that we were talking about, it's time now to shift a little bit and really start to do things differently. If you really want to keep your people right. I love it. That is powerful. Yeah. So Robert, I what were you going to say, please? Yeah. You know, I think we also have to realize and understand where people are in a, in a certain way and the trauma that they've experienced, right? Sometimes when people are beat down over, over time, it's hard for them to make that next step to that free mindset of, yes, I'm going to be more than, more than average, right? If you've been in a work environment where your boss or you've seen it explicitly and implicitly where people work hard, but are not really rewarded. Or um, the expectation is that, you know what, um, yeah, and I've heard this said in some, in some companies, yeah, um, your salary is this, but we're not a nine to five company. You, you, the expectation is that you're on seven days or whenever. I've heard that. So mm -hmm. when people are beat down and they get to a space where it's like, wait a minute, hold on. I mean, I have the ability to set some boundaries for myself. Um, that's kind of what I think the heart of this quiet quitting thing is. And I want to be careful about us not ascribing quiet quitting to simply just people who want to do the bare minimum, because that's not what the core of this is. I love it, Robert. That was powerful. And I think that what I'm hearing from you all, what I've something very personal has happened in my life. My uh, daughter is a, is a teacher. And we had a great conversation about that because, you know, her father's, uh, you know, this hard challenging entrepreneur, you got to do 75 things at once. You must fail at 70 of them. You must sleep on a friend's couch. And that's how I run. <laughs> and we, and, and, and I, one, I'm very proud of her, very proud of her. And I, I've been that always, but let me just tell you the conversation we've had in, in summary. And then we got to wrap up, run down with Ramon. And again, thank you all so much for being here and watching. I hope you connect with Larissa Harrington. I hope you connect with Lolita Walker. I hope you connect with Robert Kennedy. If you're loving what you're hearing from these amazing, amazing people, definitely just Google them, connect with them, find them. But with my daughter, we, we had a conversation. She said, Dad, I love being a teacher. I love kids. She also loved being a mom and up some other things we've talked about personally for her, her goals. And she said, that's it, Dad. And she's worked with me together. But we had a really frank moment. She said, Dad, not that she didn't say you're too much, but that's how I heard it. Is that, Dad, working with you, I love you, you're my dad. But working with you sometimes is like you never stop. It's like you said, put five chairs here. And then I'm like, why didn't you pick the trash, paint the walls, move the carpet, move the microphones too? She said, you didn't say it. I moved the five chairs. Pay me what you said, dad. Yeah. <laughs> so meaning, I think you all understand the spirit, what I'm saying. So I realized yeah. she's a beautiful girl. She's amazing. And to Larissa's, I think, first word, communication. I hope I'm being a better dad now because of that. That's what, that's the beauty that she is. And, and how she has fun with her friends. She enjoys life. And she's been very clear on that. I do not want to work till 10 at night. No, I want to earn a good living, be a teacher. And for this season, you know, she's a young girl. This season, I want to spend time with my friends and enjoy life. So anybody else before we move on? Does that resonate with anybody? You want to comment on that? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I do. I do. I, I know. I, Robert's like, no, go ahead. But then here I am. Oh, Lolita, please. Yeah. Let me lean all the way in for yes. this one right here. I love that. I love the freedom of our new generation. I love pieces of this freedom, this newfound freedom. And, you know, it's going to take a mindset of us because we're still in the corporate world. We're still leaders over a lot of these folks. They're not yet at the ranks of where they are going to be leading companies yet. But I think that there's so much. And so what we need to do, what I employ us to do is to be able to expand our horizons, is to be able to exactly what you said, Ramon, is that I listened and there is a piece of that that actually is a little bit true. So even my son, I remember the other day he said, um, I was talking to him and he said, you just told me three things to do. Which one should I do? He's 10. And in my mind, all of them, like I, I, all of them, like you did Ramon. So that's what triggered me, but still what that tells us, slow down a little bit. It will all get done, but communicate so that now they can receive the information on the other side and then do something with it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Anybody else want to mention anything else before? I didn't know time went so fast. It's like we started at the top of the hour. It's like, this is anybody else want to touch anything? All right. All right. But listen, I'm so glad you all joined us for the rundown with Ramon. But one more time, uh, Lolita, uh, ewalker.com, lolitawalker.com, lolitawalker.com. Feel free one more time, Lolita, just to say hi to the rundown with Ramon audience. Talk to us. Who do you serve? 
one more time before we wrap this segment up, Lolita. Hey, Rundown with Ramon fans. I am a fan too. You can catch me, lolitawalker.com, all of the things. I work with Power Women and I work with some of your favorite organizations to really help to drive increased clarity, confidence, and commitment. When you are looking for a power speaker, okay, you can call me. You can call a lot of us on here, but you can call me. When you are looking for somebody to really come in and shift you differently and intently, creatively, then call a sister up. Okay, lolitawalker.com. <laughs> and Lolita's coming out with her app soon where you can have her voice go, ah, hey there. Hello, hello, hello. So she's yeah. coming out with her app there in a minute. Uh, she didn't even know it, but it's coming out soon. Robert Kennedy III, talk to his brother. Re remind us one more time who you love to work with and how we can get in touch with you. Yeah, so I'm I'm like vibing. I need to call Lolita right now, except um, I'm not a woman, but yeah. All right. Anyway. I work with you through in your organization. I'm right there. I'm right there. I make exceptions for people like you. Make sure you send him the invoice, Lolita. Make sure you send him the invoice appropriately. Go ahead, Robert. Yeah, let's go. Listen, I so I'm my space, my spot, my sweet spot, what I love is helping people to figure out how to communicate with each other effectively, but not just share information, mm. how to share information in a way that gets people to move to action, right? And so I help people do that on stage and on video so that they can attract their ideal audience and generate more income. I specifically do that for small business owners, real estate agents, real estate brokers. And so connect with me, Robert Kennedy the third. go to RK3, that's me, and you can get connected. I'll see I you. Love it. And Robert, what if we don't want to take action? What if we just want your lovely buttery voice somewhere? Can, can we can we pay you to give us that? Hello, this is Company X, and this is Rob. Can we do that too, Robert? Is that okay? Listen, you you, you give me you give me the right number. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Robert Kennedy's amazing human friend of mine, Larissa Harrington. One more time, talk to us about who you want to be connected with, who you serve, and the best way to reach you, please. Yeah, thanks, Ramon. I work with people who are committed to making a positive impact in the world and who sometimes struggle with prioritizing all of the things that they're that are important to them. So I work with people to help them prioritize their health, their relationships, and the work that they do so that they can continue showing up, serving, making a positive impact in the world without burning out. Um, and I also work with organizations to help them create that culture of wellness to where your people are supported, your people love coming to work, your people continue showing up at work and know that you respect them, that you value them and that you appreciate them. You can find me at strongbynaturewellness.com and on all the social platforms. Love it. Once again, everybody, this is The Rundown with Ramon. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for watching with these amazing humans. We hope you're enjoying the episode. And thank you to Black Enterprise and other platforms who are helping us host and impact the world through this platform. Definitely DM us. Let us know how we're doing across whatever platform you want. But DM, direct message us, and let us know what you're watching. Let us know you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, if you think what I said was busted, please DM me and say, Ramon, I hate it. And I'm going to keep watching. That's good too. But listen, thanks for watching The Rundown with Ramon.